Curry with the shot, Ben cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301, live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 84 of Curry in the Pot. Back again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back again with another episode. If you missed last week's episode, episode number 83 was the Roundtable Podcast Part 2, featuring the co-producer of Curry in the Pot, Mr. B. Jones, the host of the Unpopular Podcast, Mr. Jalen Hunter, and also my boy all the way out in San Francisco, my boy Zeke. We had a great time last week. We've discussed NBA playoff matchups, awards, etc., etc. And a few episodes ago, I had Adrian Branch on. Former DeMatha alumni, Maryland Terp alumni, we talked in NCAA tournament, and he actually picked Virginia to win it all. And then a few weeks before that, I had Mr. Mark Tillman, former Georgetown standout, and we talked this time playing with the Hoyas and playing under the legendary head coach John Thompson, as well as playing alongside Alonzo Mourning and Dikembe Mutombo. So if you missed those episodes, first of all, slap yourself. Second of all, go check them out. They're always going to be there. So make sure y'all catch up on all the episodes. But today I got a very special episode. I got two guests today and uh, one was on last week. And I got a, a new guest, somebody that's new to the podcast. So first things first, but we're going to be talking. Hold on, hold on. Before I, before I introduce them, we're going to be talking the current state of the NBA playoffs because last week when we did the episode we didn't know exactly what the seedings were so we kind of went off script and we we winged it but it worked out pretty well so I'm going to talk the current state of the playoffs and then we're going to talk a little NFL since the NFL schedule did come out and also we are one week away from the 2019 NFL draft located in Nashville Tennessee so I'm going to hop right into it. First things first, let me introduce my boy all the way out in Cali, all the way in San Francisco. My boy, Zeke, what's good, bro? Hey, thanks for having me on you know, back-to-back weeks, man. Back-to-back. Back-to-back. All right, yeah. next next thing, next next up, I got my boy. I got a, I got a 13-year-old phenom on the podcast, man. I got the host of Dad and G Sports Show. You could check him out on YouTube. But I got my boy G, a.k.a. Bink. Bink, what's good, man? What's up? Thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. So how's everybody doing? I've been doing well. I've been doing well. Watching the NBA playoffs, keeping track of the NFL. It's been good. Okay. What about you, Z? Uh, same thing, man. Just, you know, getting ready for the semester to be over so I can go back home. But, you know, keeping track of these playoffs, you know, keeping track of the NFL news, you know. Most F. So I want to start with the Eastern Conference uh, as we talk about what's going on in the playoffs. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to agree with a lot of things, but I, I got to recap it. The audience needs to hear it. So I want to talk. I want to talk the number one seed in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks. They took a 2-0 series lead. Obviously, we know Blake Griffin is out for the series. And, uh, you know, Bucks got a few injuries, but they, they don't even need Malcolm Brogdon and Tony Snell right now. And they're dominating. So what do you guys think about this series? Well, me personally, I think it's going to be a sweep. I don't think the Pistons have a chance. Even if they did have Blake Griffin, it still would have been a sweep. But the <laughs> MVP runner-up will take over the series. Okay, Zeke, what about you, bro? Um, I... You know, I said I, th- I thought Blake Griffin was going to make a, you know, I, I, I thought he was going to at least will him to maybe one, one, maybe two games if, if he was playing. Um, I think it's unfortunate that he is playing because he was one of the players that I really did want to watch, especially going mm-hmm. up against, you know, Giannis. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a clean sweep, man. I don't see them making a, you know, even a push for, for a game. Definitely. I agree with you 100 percent. Zeke, I thought Blake Griffin his impact was good enough to get the Pistons at least one game, I definitely thought. And, you know, he had somewhat of a breakout season, a career season in multiple categories. I was looking for Blake Griffin to have a huge impact on the series, but it definitely looks like it's going to be a clean sweep. Looks like, uh, I don't know, it looks like the Celtics will probably win about four or five. So their second round matchup is going to start soon. So next in the Eastern Conference, who's the two seed? Raptors. Raptors. Okay. Raptors and Magic. Okay. We got a, a series that's tied up 1-1 now. We know about Kyle Lowry's awful first game, a, a donut, a zero on the scoreboard, a goose egg. 
in the box score for Mr. Kyle Lowry, but the series is tied. And this series has actually been interesting, but game two, the Magic just had no chance. No chance at all. And now we have a tied series. I, I feel like the Raptors will wrap this up in five, but you guys want to take a stab at it? Um, you, Oh, go ahead, B. Oh, okay. I feel like the Raptors, yeah, like you said, Mike, I feel like they'll wrap it up in five. I mean, the GOAT DJ Augustine can't do much. <laughs> <laughs> so. He had the team on his back, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. Z? Um, you know, I yeah, I like I said, you know, the or like I said before, you know, I think I thought the Magic had no shot. I think they came in, you know, and the Raptors thought it was just gonna be, you know, they were gonna walk all over them, and then mm-hmm. Orlando surprised them game one, and they were like, all right, you know, like this is the playoffs, we just need to, you know, get going. And then game two, they came came and balled out. Um, so yeah, I can see, it, you know, it's gonna end up, be over in five. You know, they let them get that one game, and then that's it, man. Um, like, yeah, I don't Honestly, see Orlando doing nothing else. Honestly, my opinion on Orlando is I feel like they're just happy to be there, honestly. You know, they made oh, the playoffs so. overachieved. They're just happy to be there. I I didn't I didn't even think the Magic were gonna make the playoffs, but I gotta give credit. I, I always give credit to these coaches who help their teams overachieve. Obviously the players are, are a big part of it, but coaching definitely matters. And they have Steve Clifford, former head coach of the Hornets who has them playing really, really well. A lot of They have a lot of different dudes on this team. Me and B. Jones are talking about it. They got a journeyman point guard and DJ Augustine. The GOAT. A bunch, of, <laughs> a bunch of young talent guys like Jonathan Isaac and, and Nikola Vucevic. I love him. He's been slept on for a long time. But the real ones know about Vucevic. And, you know, guys like Aaron Gordon, uh, other players like Terrence Ross. I, I'm very happy that they overachieved and made the playoffs and even won a game on the road. So, shouts out to the Magic. But, yeah, this series is definitely going to end in about five games. <laughs> yeah. Next matchup is the Sixers and the Brooklyn Nets. A, a very, very interesting matchup. Uh, what you got? What you got thoughts on this matchup? Um, I got Sixers and six. Okay. Six? Okay. Um, the Sixers I, didn't really play well in game one, but... I feel like they can keep it up. I feel like the Nets are going to win one at home, and then the Sixers is going to take the rest of the games. Mm. Yeah, I, I have it. I um, You know, five to six just depends on how well. To me, it's going to be depend on how well either Embiid plays or, you know, how much Ben Simmons doesn't, you know, not show up, I guess you could say. Totally you know, if, agree. I mean, if, if, you know, if, if Ben Simmons plays, you know, fairly well, you know, puts up, you know, like 15, you know, 15 7 and 7 15 8 and 8 something like that they're gonna be okay um but if Joel Embiid only puts up like you know say 20 and 8 or, or 20 and 8 something like that um mm-hmm. I I don't see Ben Simmons you know taking over the the team and willing them and that's when I think Brooklyn's gonna be able to um you know uh, steal another game <laughs> okay um, excellent oh go ahead Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just I was just gonna say you know because Jimmy Butler and uh, Tobias Harris it doesn't seem like they want to s- step up and take that role to you know help out Joel and Beadmore they kind of just want to it, it doesn't seem like they they want to be true too aggressive like as of right now as a, so you mean like too aggressive as in like stepping on anyone's toes yeah yeah that it, that to me when I watch them that's what it seems like yeah I I, I could see that too I'm surprised when y'all were talking disappointed players last week Jimmy Butler wasn't on one of y'all lists. Mm. Um. Well, it's kind of hard to label him a disappointing player. I mean, obviously, you would expect, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler to have a great impact on a team, you know, considering the caliber of player he was. But he did get traded to the Sixers. And then not too long after that, Sixers acquired Tobias Harris. So you're trying to incorporate two really talented players into a rotation. It's not that easy to just take off. You kind of kind of got a jail. But, uh, I mean, I guess you can say to an extent Jimmy Butler has been disappointing, but I, I, I couldn't put him on my list. Yeah, no, I, I think that's why we, we more so said Ben Simmons, though, because, you know, Ben Simmons being a point guard, you know, he, he's kind of got to be more of the leader and help incorporate those guys, you know, and mm-hmm. let them know, like, hey, like, like this is the kind of system we got to be running and stuff like that. You know, this is what we kind of got to do. And I think that's why, you know, because he was – it didn't seem like he was making that effort to – you know, really incorporate those guys. It was more of just him and Embiid more than anything. And Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris were getting their own shots on separately. 
you know, and that that's what it kind of seemed like. And now it's kind of like, all right, like you, you really it's the playoffs now. So in order to beat the bigger teams, you're going to have to be able to incorporate those guys successfully into the offense. Facts, facts. So uh, Zeke, what's your prediction on this series? Um, yeah, I got I got the 70. Uh, yeah, I got the 76ers in, uh, in five. I I don't know. This uh game three is gonna be is this game three's tonight? Uh, game three? Yeah. I believe so. I think it is tonight, but uh game three is gonna be very telling for this series. It'll also be the first game. Yeah, they do play tonight, eight o'clock on TNT. Yeah. But uh this game is gonna be important for both teams actually, and it's gonna be, you know, the first time in a while that the Nets have had a home game. I think that crowd's gonna be ready. I'm looking for D'Angelo Russell to have a good game. I know game one, he didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Game two, he played okay. Didn't have a ton of help from him. It was a blowout. It was a disaster game, too, for them. I see I, – I, I, I still say Sixers. I got Sixers and Six. But, uh, Zeke, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Ben Simmons still top 15 in your mind? <laughs> top 15? I mean, you know – and he, he had a bounce back game, man. He had a bounce back game. And it was a really it was a very, very good bounce back game too. Um like I said, you know, there's so many players you can shuffle around. I mean, there's no there's nobody outside 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 of the top eight, there's nobody that has a definitive place in you know, in the NBA rankings. Um but you know, I mean I, I probably have him a you know, same place, around that fifteen mark, you know. I mean, for everything he can do, uh, I think I gotta remember though, he's he's what, twenty, twenty one? 21 i believe yeah so i mean for how good he is at that young of an age i mean yeah i mean last year i mean the playoffs he did, he didn't play the greatest but he didn't play the worst either you know he had that you know that bed wetter in game one and then he came out and played very very well in game two and had a triple double so i mean it, I, it's gonna count on tonight if, if he plays well again tonight i'm gonna probably feel more comfortable if not i mean hey it's gonna make me look dumb so either either way you know i mean Let's go, Ben Simmons. I, 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 <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. All right, so let's move on. Uh, we got the four and the five seed matchup. I, I was pissed watching this game last night. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. But, but the Celtics and the Pacers series, I'm I'm a little upset at the Pacers. I'm ex, I'm upset about how uh, I know Bogdanovich hit like two big threes, but then he. It's like they just kept giving the ball to him, and he was driving to the basket, which isn't really his game. But uh, shout-out to the Celtics. Kyrie had a great game last night, a spectacular game. Uh, Jason Tatum also played well. Everybody knows how I feel <laughs> about Jason Tatum. <laughs> I feel, I Best love player Jason in the league. I, I say this type of stuff off the air. I will never say this on air. No, he he was serious. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we got the Celtics and the Pacers. I got to give credit, though, to the Pacers, though, who have been hanging in there, not been able to close these games, obviously, without having a star player. It's definitely tough. But I got to give credit and shouts out to head coach Nate McMillan, who's had these guys playing really well even after Victor Oladipo got hurt. But I'm starting to think maybe this could be a sweep, but I think the Pacers could get game three. What y'all think? I'm scared for the Celtics. As a Celtics fan, I'm really scared right now because we haven't been able to put up 100 points in the playoffs against the Pacers, which the Pacers are a great defensive team. But then if we win this series, next round we got the Bucks, which I feel like the Bucks are a better defensive team than the Pacers, so I'm scared. But if I had to make a prediction, I would go Celtics in five or six. Okay, Zeke. Um, I actually didn't get get to watch the game. I only watched the highlights. But I mean, you know, like being said, you know, they haven't been able to, you know, put up that many points. You know, it's been more Kyrie showing out, and I mean, Kyrie's a star. You know, he's gonna do that. Um, but you know, for them to really be successful in these playoffs, they're gonna have to work as a team. You know, I got the I got the series going. You know, either if not a sweep, it's gonna be five games at most. Um, yeah, I think five. I mean, Indiana in these games, you know, it's it's kind of their season. You know, like it, it, it's the way these games are going. It's it's the same way as their season. They uh, you know, they start off strong and they they kind of like tail off at the end. Um, that's how it was. You know, as soon as Oladipo went down, they kept going. Um, and then towards the end of the season, they kind of tailed off. They maintained that five spot, but I mean, it's it's the same way these going in these playoffs, you know. Um, but for Boston, they just they got to play more together, you know. Um, 
Kyrie's showing out, but outside of that, I mean, you know, you got to have these guys playing consistently. Um, but, I mean, you know, I got them, you know, advancing after four games, four to five games um, to play the Bucks. I have a question okay. for you. Yeah, what's up? If Oladipo plays, do you think do you think they win both games? Yo, I think the Celtics are in real trouble if Oladipo was playing. I, I think it could go seven. Yeah, six, seven, I, I would say something like that. Because you remember... Uh, the Pacers took Cleveland the seven last year. Yeah, which uh, Pacers should have won, but you know the refs. Uh, <laughs> I knew you were going there. Hey, you, <laughs> man, you don't, you don't, you don't shoot, you know, almost twenty more free throws and only win by four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. All right, so we're gonna move on to the West, and uh, there's some interesting matchups in the West. So let's start first. Let's start with the best team out west. Let's talk Golden State and Clippers, guys. I, I like this. I like this. Um, like this matchup. And honestly, I got to give a lot of credit to the Clippers overcoming that thirty-one point deficit the other night. A lot of people turned their TVs off and went to sleep. I, like I fell asleep, woke up, and the Clippers had came back. So, shouts out to Lou Williams, man. Shouts out to Lou Williams. Shout out to the whole Clippers. Shout out to the coaching staff, man. And I know Zeke going to say shout out T-Wall. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what you guys think about this series? I don't think the Clippers getting another game, unfortunately. Oh, and, and the Warriors did have a huge blow. DeMarcus Cousins went down in that series. Uh, torn quad out for the rest of the uh, playoffs. But even if the Warriors like lose in the playoffs, I don't think they could blame the DeMarcus Cousins injury at all. Cause they, won't she, she, they can't blame it. Yeah, I, they can't. And of course not. 31-point lead, all those turnovers is unnecessary and unacceptable. When the Warriors turn the ball over, though, they're very vulnerable. Yeah. Very, very vulnerable. Um, you know, for what I got to say, you know, uh, I think that it's, I think the Warriors are going it, to, it'll probably take maybe one to two games, but I think they're going to play better and faster um, without DeMarcus Cousins on the floor. Um, I think it's actually going to benefit them. I think they're going to be able to play more perimeter ball without having to throw the ball down and give DeMarcus Cousins touches. Um, I think they're going to be a better defensive team now. Um, I think uh, Bogut and Looney are going to you know, get a little bit more minutes and they're going to have a better style of basketball that fits with the Warriors. You know, the guy that can just rebound, play defense, let the other guys play up top, uh, orchestrate mm-hmm. the offense. Um, I think that's going to really benefit the Warriors. Um, I think the Clippers are going to come out and try to do exactly what they did um, against Golden State last game and just in terms of defensive tenacity. Um, but I don't think it's going to work. I think I think you're going to see that uh, the Warriors play so aggressive on offense, and I think they're just going to come out and dominate. Um, and actually said, lock in for 48 minutes. I think that's what they're going to do. And then after they kind of see that, I could see the Warriors maybe taking off the gas just a little bit, you know, just because they made their point. Um, and then probably get it going again in the next series. Uh, but there's no reason that the Clippers should take another game. Um, and you know, you know, my boy T. Wall. Uh, <laughs> the funny thing was, after after they had got blown out in, in Game One, I uh, he came and, and, uh, and visited me, and I was just like, "Hey, man, like try to steal a game." And he was like, "Man, we're trying." And then the next game, the next day, they came out and won, and I was just like, "All right, you know." So I shot him a text, and I was like, "Hey, man, good job." Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so. Uh, I, I don't see the Clippers taking another game, unfortunately. Um, I think it's going to, you know, 5-1, to one, and then they're going to move on. But, uh, yeah, I think Golden State... 5-1? Uh, or 4-1, uh, to one, sorry. <laughs> My bad. My bad. You know, in five games, you know what I meant, Mike. You know what yeah. I meant. <laughs> Wait, but I have a oh, question. Man. I have another question. What is it? Does the Marcus Cousins re-sign with the Warriors on that same contract? He might come to the thing? Lakers. He might come to the Lakers. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't see know. him. I don't see him coming. I, I don't. I, I don't see him re-signing with the Warriors unless like KD and maybe like either Draymond. I feel like it depends on what lose. everybody else does. I feel like it depends, yeah. on, it depends on what uh, KD and uh, probably Clay. But I think Clay's gonna stay. But I definitely think he's gonna wait till uh, you know all the big moves happen, like similar to what he did last year. Yeah, something like that. Would you say? I hope Clay goes to Phoenix. Man, Clay, Clay to Phoenix. Next series, <laughs> next series, next series. <laughs> <laughs> next series is the Nuggets and the Spurs. 
Uh, the Spurs actually blew a lead the other night. I think it was about a 16-point lead, and they blew a lead. Jamal Murray had an incredible quarter. I thought I thought the Spurs had game two locked up, honestly, but uh, Nuggets came back behind Jamal Murray. Uh, what do you guys think of this series? I'm going to stick with what I originally said. I like the way the Nuggets played in game two, but I'm going to take the experience of the Spurs in seven. I'm going to stick to what I said at the beginning of the series. Okay, Zeke. Um, I think this shows that like Denver, Denver can get in trouble, man. They um, it, it shows maybe that they're not as strong as uh, you know everybody thought they were. Um, they that that playoff inexperience I think is hitting them. Um, I could see the Spurs taking them in seven. Uh, the Spurs could have been up 2-0, you know, if it didn't, you know, Jamal Murray, you know, I, I don't like him because you know of the history with the I Lakers. I don't either, but, man. That Lakers stuff. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it, I I can't knock him as a player. You know, he's a, he's he's a talented player, um, and he came to the rescue. But how many times is he going to be able to do that if they're down? Um, so mm-hmm. I could see, I could see San Antonio maybe taking him in seven. Um, but I mean, Denver's the more talented roster. But like, I could see I could see them losing. I like I I like I like the Spurs to win this series in about six or seven. Uh, and, and they're getting ready to go home. So, honestly, they did what they had to do, which was steal a game on the road in Denver. Uh, you know, you know you're the opposite team. Uh, you're the lower seed, I mean. And you steal a game on the road. You, you, you did your job. So, you just got to take care of home court. So, I like I still like the Spurs in about six or seven. I think six, though. I like the Spurs. And the uh, inexperience of the Nuggets is definitely showing because, as we talked about last week, they their their best players, their three best players have not even played in the playoffs before. Only guys with real experience is Paul Millsap and IT, and IT's not even in the rotation as Jalen mentioned last week. So, yeah. Next series we got Portland and OKC. This is one I really. Oh want to... man. <laughs> I have to turn off my TV watching game two. All right, who who wants to kick this one off? I'm gonna kick it off. I'm gonna kick it off. Go ahead. I love this. I can't. Wait. Oh man. I don't know if you remember the tweet I tweeted uh, probably about a week and a half ago, Mike, when someone was, they said something about, oh, the third straight season of Russell Westbrook having a triple-double. I was like, yeah, he's got to get those triple-doubles because he's getting ready for another first-round exit. You did. Man, oh, man. (laughs) He's getting whooped up by Damian Lillard right now, man. He is getting whooped up. Shooting 10% from the three-point line is unacceptable. Unacceptable. He, CJ... I mean, don't get me wrong. Paul George stepped up game two. He did. But with Westbrook shot five for 20. Absolutely can't ridiculous. can't happen. At all. CJ McCollum and Dame are both averaging, I believe, but they, they're both averaging 30 or like right near 30. I think. And, I, yeah, something like that. Yeah, no. Westbrook's getting out, outplayed right now. And Dame's trying to come for his spot in, in terms of uh, moving up on the point guard rankings. Um, I think. And even player rankings, too. Yeah, um, you know how I feel about Dame. You know, I I used to kind of dislike him because, you know, he always likes to, you know, come through against the Lakers. But, um, <laughs> oh, uh, no, nah, he's a <laughs> – he, he loves to he loves to kill us, man. But, um, but no, nah, he, uh, he's, been, he's been playing really well the last two seasons. He's, he's always been a pretty good player, but the last two seasons he's really been stepping up. And I think he, has, he he's trying to prove something. You know, he deserves to be, you know, up – up with uh the other point guards you know he, he's trying to prove something and, and you know no better opponents to do it against than russell westbrook who's often regarded as what the second best point guard in basketball so yep i mean i mean he you know he, he's got something to prove and cj is doing a great job you know as well as you know being uh being his number two who's really playing like a, a, another number one so i mean mm. i think it's i think it's going to be really hard for okc to come back in the series if they want to win but um i got i got portland taking it in five Bing? Damian Lillard has been the best player in the playoffs so far. Out of any player? Yes. I think and I could agree with that. Uh, Lou Williams is up there, too. So is James Harden. And James Harden. Yeah. And um, OKC hasn't been stepping up. I believe Paul George has half of their made threes. And Paul George didn't make a three until the third quarter of game one. So... <laughs> I'm taking the Blazers in five. Honestly, at the beginning of the series, I have I had OKC in six or seven, but the Trailblazers, and specifically Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and Ennis Cantor, have been stepping up to the plate. 
I, I thought I thought the Nurkic injury was going to be more devastating to Portland than it's been. Yeah, yeah same here. So I got a few points. Uh, first of all, shouts out to Damian Lillard, okay? He's been balling. He's been balling. I know y'all saw the play where he defended Westbrook, clapped his hands, got the ball, took three <laughs> dribbles, and pulled. Oh, my goodness. But I, I love Damian Lillard. Uh, yeah, super disrespectful. I like him because he plays with a huge chip on his shoulder. And uh, he's always played. He's always played like that. And another reason I like Damian Lillard is because he gives me vibes of one of my favorite players ever, Gilbert Arenas. And uh, I think they have similar playing styles. But I, I like what Damian Lillard's been doing. He's been stepping up, showing off on the biggest stage in the NBA playoffs. I, I didn't really know about Portland because uh, they got swept last year. So I really had no idea what they were going to show me. Lost their third best player in Nurkic. So I was like, oh, man, you know. Another first round exit for for Portland, but uh, OKC. Uh, the things about them is what I gotta say is they don't have any shooters. <laughs> Paul George is the best shooter, but we can literally point fingers and say, well, who, who's the who's the second best shooter on the team? Is like, is, is, is uh, there really a concrete answer? Is a uh, is Abrinas still on that team? Isn't he like? I wasn't don't he no. I don't he, think he he's, he's, he's hurt. Like, if he, he is, he's hurt. But I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Man, like, they were trying to rely on little Alex Sabrinas to save them in late games. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, back to my point. They don't have shooters. Paul George is the best shooter on the team. But, like I said, outside of him, who who's the second best shooter? And uh, I like what Portland is doing. They're, you know, they're making they're making them they don't they don't want Paul George to get like rhythm threes. They don't want him to, you know, shoot his threes off the dribble. They wanna they're trying to force OKC to like drive and kick and say, uh, you know, beat us off catch and shoot, which they're they're, they're failing to do. They're they're shooting horrible this series behind the three point line. And I guess they're hoisting them up because, you know, when you get down 10, 11, 12 points, you gotta shoot threes to catch up. And it's, you know, it's absolutely demoralizing when the other team is making threes. So I think this series is going to end in about five games, like you both of you just stated. And Billy Donovan may get fired. Uh, he he was one of the guys I mentioned on my season preview. I did a mailbag and I said, uh, I said he's on the hot seat. I had I had Luke Walton got fired. I had Terry Stotts, and I had Billy Donovan all in the hot seat. So. I just, I just don't know. I, 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 they, they might, they might get swept. They might even get swept. But I think Game Three, OKC is gonna come out really hungry. But we're just gonna have to see. So let's move on to the next series. Well, this will be our last series that we discuss, and that is the Houston Rockets and the Utah Jazz series, guys. Well, James Harden has been playing incredible in this series, and I feel as though Donovan Mitchell. He hasn't been the best in the series, but I saw this stat when they play when he played point guard this season, they were eight and zero. Mm. So maybe they're gonna have to do that or something. They, honestly, I feel yeah, like they Quint's can not asked to make some adjustments. I feel like they can get swept. They're vulnerable to get swept. Mm. Z MVP MVP. MVP, my boy James Harden, man, he's gonna take. You is gonna maybe win one game. I could see. I if you look at every interview from a from a Rockets player, like after their games, um, Houston's locked in. They're already looking for looking to, to redeem themselves against uh, the Warriors. Um, they want to get this series over with so they can start getting uh, getting prepared for it. Um, James Harden, you know, he usually kind of looks kind of just a, a little like last days going his uh, post game interviews, but you know he he's looking super. Nah, he locked looks in. focused. He looks focused. Yeah, he looks focused, and he you could tell he he's keeping everything short. You know, saying defense. You know, giving props to his other guys, not making it about himself. He wants they want Golden State, um, and I could see them if they're not going to sweep them. I see him finishing it off in, in five games and uh, going on to the Warriors. Facts. All right, Bink. Yeah, sir. I feel like they're gonna they're gonna sweep the Jazz. I don't think there's a way that the Jazz can get a game unless they come out like crazy hot from three or something. That's the only way because the thing about the Jazz is, I mean, they're a good team, but they just don't score enough. They just cannot score with Houston. And once Houston is raining down threes, if, unless you're Golden State or another team that can shoot threes. You're pretty much out of it. Like 
they just don't match up with them. That's all I can really say. And uh, so uh, we're done talking NBA. We're going to transition to the NFL, but uh, Zeke's going to be leaving us. So, uh, Zeke, I want to thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate your time, man. It was great to have you on back-to-back weeks. Oh, thank you, man. It was it was a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I'm, I'm ready to come back whenever you want me, man. Uh, Bink, good, uh, good conversing with you too, man. Thank you. All right. All right, Zeke. We'll talk to you, man. All right, bro. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, man. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back again. I'm back with my boy, my boy from the G Dad and G Sports Show, my boy G. And uh, had a, had a little fun talking NBA with my boy Zeke. Uh, it was fun. But we're gonna gonna transition to the NFL. And as you many of you all know, if you don't know, you're gonna find out now. But the NFL schedule was released tonight, and well, I'm sorry, not tonight. Oh my God, I'm all over the place. Last night, the schedule was released, and yeah, we got a lot of compelling matchups. Usually, I don't like to talk NFL until about August, but you know, since the schedule came out last night and the draft is a week away, I figured might as well talk about it. Might as well talk best matchups, and yeah, so me and my boy Bink, we're going to hop right into it. So, what are some of the uh, best matchups you think, Bink? So... Week two, we got Saints versus Rams, which is an NFC Championship uh, preview. Championship rematch. Yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, that game also was uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That game was what's the word I'm looking for? That game was crazy, and yeah. it was hectic, and it also led to a rule change. It's controversial. It was yeah, that's what I, that's the word I'm looking for. Very controversial ending. I should say, and it even led us to a rule change. So that game is going to be really good. Uh, Saints Rams. Who's home? Rams. Yeah, Rams are home in that game. So the Rams are home again. Taking on the Saints. That should be a good one. I hate to say this early on, but I think the Saints are going to take a little step back. I do too. I, th- I think they're going to take a step back. And if you look at their schedule, they travel west two weeks in a row. Week two at Rams, week three at Seattle. So that's gonna those those aren't gonna be easy games for a team that plays indoors. I mean, luckily it's early in the season, but traveling west though, it's gotta take a lot out of you. Also, so, go ahead. Two, I like Browns at Jets. Okay, yeah, I like. I was gonna go there. Browns at Jets. That should be a good one. The Jets have Le'Veon Bell, and they're also looking to. They had a decent season last year. Uh, Sam Darnold had a solid rookie season. They also made a couple of moves in free agency. Got C.J. Mosley, Jamison Crowder. I feel like I'm missing someone else. Who are you missing? I feel like I'm missing somebody else. Okay, I was about. Oh, to they made a trade Le'Veon. with the Raiders. They got Osimile too. Yeah. Uh. The Jets, are, they're making some improvements. They're moving on up. I, I still don't have them going to the playoffs, but I think they're going to be tough. The out. Yeah, and they, and they have the third pick, a pick that they're open to, to trading back. But uh, the Jets, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to be a tough out next year. And then the week after that, the Browns got the Rams, but they're welcoming the Rams into Cleveland. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited about any, any games, period, that the Browns play. Because they got my one of my favorite players, Odell Beckham Jr., aka Goat Dell. That's what I call him. Thank so you I'm for getting be... him out of the division. <laughs> nah, for real. No, we he had to get him out of there. Uh, I'm really excited to see what the Browns are gonna do. They have a lot of talent on paper, a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, even some young hungry guys on defense like Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, and they also got uh, Olivier Vernon. So I like yeah. I got Kristen Kirksey too. I, I I like the Browns. I like their talent on paper, but I, I can't wait to see what it's gonna look like on the field. Okay, I have a lot of Browns games here. Week four I have Browns versus Ravens, Lamar Jackson versus Baker Mayfield. I'm gonna like to watch that game. Oh yeah, Lamar Jackson. I'm a uh, I wanna see can he can he bounce back? He got humbled in the playoffs. I wanna see I want to see his progression as a pocket passer and a thrower this coming season. They did put a few weapons around them. They got Earl so, Thomas in free agency. Mm-hmm. 
and that team, that that's gonna tell us a lot about the AFC North, that Browns Ravens game. Definitely, definitely. Uh, let me see what else. What else I got right here? Steelers at Patriots, Week One. Yeah. See if Ben Roethlisberger can do it by himself, and he can't. If he can't do it by himself, you know you're gonna go on that radio show. <laughs> go on that radio show. Go in front of the media. Gonna trash talk. <laughs> yep. Uh, and it's also going to be Juju Smith-Schuster's first season as a number one, a true number one wide receiver. Going to see if he can get it done, too. So, I feel like I, the Steelers have like, so many issues. I think so, too. Yeah, I think they're going to – I mean, they didn't make the playoffs, so it's hard for me to say uh, they're going to take a step back. But I, I don't I don't think they're going to make the playoffs again. I don't think they're going to take a step forward. Or exactly. Week so, five, we got Khalil Mack. The Bears versus the Raiders, but it's in London, so he doesn't have to it's go back. London, so Khalil Mack gets to go against his old team. He's definitely going to have a couple of sacks. Yep. I'm excited okay. to see. I'm excited to see Khalil Mack against his old team. That's going to be a good matchup right there. Definitely, definitely. Let's see what else I got right here. We got Colts and Chiefs, week five. Uh, another... Uh, another playoff matchup was going to rematch up the divisional round. Chiefs at Colts, looking for the Colts to have another good season. They made the playoffs last year. The offensive line is great now. And uh, I want to see what they're going to do in the draft. They had a pretty good draft last year, picking up Quentin Nelson in the first round. I want. I wonder what what they're going to do this year. They have a later pick, possibly a good corner, probably or wide receiver. They got a late first round. Yeah. That's right, they do because they made the playoffs. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. It's gonna be interesting to see how that goes. Week six, we got Texans at Chiefs. See if mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson can take a step forward and what he did last year. That's a nice matchup. We should see some points in that game. Tyron Matthews revenge game. Oh man, I love these revenge games. There's a lot of them this year. Yeah, it's a it's a ton, man. Deshaun Jackson back in the NFC East, so a revenge game against the Redskins, possibly. Can't wait, can't wait to see Deshaun Jackson running past Byron Jones on every single play. All right, hey, we got Zeke back on the line. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, so you uh, you interrupted us a little bit. We got you back. So uh, we were just talking. Uh, we we're just talking matchups for next season, and we were just talking about how we're gonna have a bunch of revenge games, and we're also talking about some of the best matchups on the schedule. Oh, first off, since you're back, you're a Giants fan. I want to go Beckham. I, I gotta talk to you, man. Um, you know, uh, when that happened, you know, I, I love Odell so much, Mike. Like. Oh, you went to see him. You went to see the Giants twice, and the second time he played and scored two touchdowns yes. on Monday Night Football. Yep, that that second one he caught right in front of me. I was in the first row. He caught right in front of me on that second one. Oh man, it it's heartbreaking, man. Um, he he like I don't know. He he made the game so much more fun to watch. That like and the in you know I I always seen it on TV. Like, the way that he was with fans and everything. But, you know, being right there 10 feet away from him. Like, oh, he really gets the crowd going. Like, and it wasn't even just Giants fans. Like, the way he was with the Niner fans, too. You know, he was he wanted to make sure everybody got what they paid for. Um, and to lose a player as talented as him. And, you know, everybody always talks, oh, like, you know, oh, he's such a diva, wide receiver, all this stuff, you know. Nah, man, like, he's he's been, for the most part, quiet for the last two and a half, three years. Um, all he wants to win, man. That, that's all he wants to do. All he, all he wants to do is win. Um, and, you know, hope, hopefully now, you know, we took him for granted. Hopefully Cleveland can give that to him. Um, you know, it, it sucks that he's not on my team anymore, but, hey, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, we got to move forward. You know, hope, probably going to get a QB this year, you know, build with him and Saquon. Um, just re-signed Shep, um, but you know I, I still wish Odell was with us, man. Zeke, I have a question for you. 
What's up? Would you rather have the Giants draft a quarterback at six or wait till seventeen? Oh, I want Dwayne Haskins at six. A Maryland guy, a guy that went. This guy is from the DMV area, played at Ohio State. Actually, committed and decommitted from the University of Maryland, and I had a really good. Had a really good season last year. What he threw, 50 touchdowns and like 71% completion percentage? Yep. Man. I like Dwayne Haskins too. I I think that would be a good – well, I I hope y'all don't take him because I like the Redskins. (laughs) Pink likes the Cowboys. But but that would definitely be a really good building block for the Giants, I definitely think. And uh, I'm definitely – I'm I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys are going to do with two first-round picks. So I was comparing Rumble at uh, Daniel Jones at six, and I was like, I know Giants fans. That is a super reach, cause I, you know, what's crazy about Daniel? We're gonna get into the draft in a little bit, but I've seen Daniel Jones as early as six, and then as late as like thirty-two. Well, he has. Uh, I've actually seen some second round uh, people having him in the second is. round too, early most, second round. Mo- most analysts grade him as a third round quarterback. Man, but you know the demand is so high for a QB. That's why, you know, oh, yeah, hype sure. always moves up. So yeah, QBs and he's, always move up. And, in and he's one of the best in the class. You know, after of course Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, then you got Drew Locke, and then Daniel Jones probably the fourth. So man, I'm gonna say Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, and then Daniel I'll, Jones the fourth. <laughs> yeah, I said I was like. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, I think you know demand is always so high for QBs, and it's a bunch of it's a bunch of teams still looking for that QB. So, yeah. but let's finish talking about these matchups. I got a few more on my list. We got the Chiefs and the Chargers week twelve, uh, and this game is actually in Mexico City, so I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, you know, both of these two teams were fighting for you know a conference and a first round bye. In the playoffs last year, unfortunately, the Chargers had the had the wild card. So it's it's going to be fun to see the Chiefs and the Chargers go at it. The two teams that put up some points. Any more matchups you got, Bink? I got two matchups in Week Eight. One we got Redskins versus Vikings, which is a bunch of revenge games in there. We got Kirk Cousins' revenge game on the Redskins. Then we got AP's revenge game to the Vikings. I think it at first. Oh man. Also in week eight, we got Browns versus Patriots, so. Oh, man. Some juicy matchups. Oh, man. Man. Whew, bro. I, hey, yo, the Browns <laughs> played a, uh, did we talk Browns-Rams? We talked yeah. earlier, right? Yeah. Oh, 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 Zeke wasn't on the call, but we got Browns-Rams this year. That's going to be crazy. Oh, that's going to be a good game. I got yeah, two. I gonna... also got two games week 16, too. We got Chiefs versus Bears on Sunday night. That's gonna. I'm gonna be tuned in. Best believe. Um, tuned in. I'm gonna try to watch every Chiefs game because uh, um, I love Patrick Levon Mahomes, the second best QB of all time. Uh, <laughs> at me on Twitter, Instagram, if you want. You know, we we could talk because uh, you know, what QB had a had a had a had a great season like that as their first year as a starter. Look, we could talk, man. Patrick Mahomes' first year as a starter compares to. Some of the NFL's best QBs of their in their best seasons. Like it compares with Drew Brees' best season. You can put it up with Brady's best season. Like that was yeah. first year. Goodbye. <laughs> I can't wait till the Cowboys uh give Dak Prescott twenty eight to thirty million a year. And you guys are gonna be stuck because you guys paid Demarcus Lawrence, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dak all your money. It's gonna be hilarious. Also, besides that, let's not talk about that now. Also, week <laughs> 16, we got Le'Veon Bell's revenge game against the Steelers, but he'll be at home. Steelers at versus Jets. New York, okay. Mm. I love these revenge games. And then I think my last matchup that I got is the Chiefs at the Patriots yep. rematch of the AFC Championship. I, I love when they do these uh, playoff rematches. I love them when they put them on the schedule. Makes for great talk. Uh, yeah, so this is going to be a good game. I don't even think this game is primetime, which it should be. But uh, Chiefs at the Patriots, that's going to be a really good one. Wait, that's not primetime? I don't know if it is. Uh, You said Chiefs at Patriots. I assume Patriots. it would be. And no, it's, it's not. not. It's not. I, yeah, I guarantee say it's not. What the heck? I'll probably change that. Yeah, they might flex it. It'll be later in the season. They, I don't know. 
But uh, that game should game. definitely be on primetime. That's kind of disrespectful. Oh, we got the Chiefs and the Packers, too. I forgot. My, I didn't mean to cut you off, Bank. Got Chiefs and the Packers week eight on Sunday Night Football. We got Aaron Rodgers versus Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> basically. But uh, <laughs> versus Aaron Rodgers, oh, man, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be a fireworks show. I'm, I'm excited to see that one. It sucks that football is so far away, man. Like, oh, man. But I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm ready, like, too. Once the, once the schedule comes out and the draft happens, I just be ready for the season to start. <laughs> week, week 13, we have Vikings versus Seahawks, which might not seem like a good game on paper, but those two teams always fight. Get this dude out of here. Bring it up <laughs> a matchup like that. <laughs> oh, man. I give that Seahawks. I mean, I think it'll be a good game, but. <laughs> oh, wait, and uh, we forgot about the best matchup on this schedule is Cowboys versus Patriots. Dak Prescott is going to outplay Tom Brady. Oh, I think we can just end the call right here, Mike. We're making the Super Bowl. I want to thank everybody for listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Why would you say that, Pink? Why would you say that? <laughs> oh man, you guys hey, win I'm one playoff right game and you guys get both. Wait, don't you? Hey, don't the Cowboys have a try? Hey, don't y'all play the Bills on Thanksgiving, yo? What's up with this schedule, man? Hey, Who you made? Gotta give us an easy game on Thanksgiving. The Bills. Hey, wait, wait, what you trying to say? What you trying to say? So you said last year was easy, huh? Yeah. No, hey, I, I want to thank everybody for listening. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, I don't want to talk about it. I don't. Uh. Hey, we had Colt McCoy for crying out loud, man. Chill, hey, chill. you guys actually made it a game until like the last couple of possessions. So until until yeah. Amari until Amari Cooper was catching passes and then running right past everyone. Like what? Like no. yo, like, Amari Cooper was. They made they made Amari Cooper like Tyree Hill in that game. I'm gonna be 100 like, percent honest with you. Either I didn't know Amari Cooper was that fast. He's not. We're just that slow. <laughs> Amari Amari Cooper had one of his four good games of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Amari Cooper was running by everyone last season. Everyone? Yeah, lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lying. So who, who did he run past wait, everyone? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What happened when he faced Jack Rabbit? Let me ask you that. Oh, we weren't. We weren't playing he, for real he, that game. Oh, we you weren't playing for real? For real. <laughs> but we... That's the game Blake Jarwin scored three touchdowns? Yeah, yeah. So y'all weren't playing for real? Yeah, no, the, only one, the only one who wasn't playing was Ezekiel Elliott. Mm. Didn't Dak throw, didn't Dak throw like almost 40 times that yeah. game or something like that? Yeah, he... Yeah, yeah, weren't playing for real, though. Oh, man. You guys want to talk draft for a little bit? Which I want to talk about. How sure are you? Because I was saying this. Daniel Jeremiah said he's only 60% sure now that Kyler Murray is going number one. Do you feel like the Cardinals saying that is a smokescreen? Definitely. Because yes. they released a, a hype video yesterday. And it didn't include Josh Rosen. Yep. So they're definitely taking Kyler Murray. It's definitely a smokescreen. They're trading them draft night. Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to get dealt on draft night. To who? I don't I, know. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we if we traded for him just because we need a QB. And don't wrong, I like Josh Rosen. He was the main guy that we were talking about drafting last year um, up until, I believe, draft night. And then what happened was if the Browns weren't going to take Saquon number one, we were going to take Baker. So they ended up taking Baker, going with the quarterback, and then – Going with Denzel Ward at four. He killed last year's draft, man. Those first two picks were were really good for the Browns, man. Yeah, those, they, those, those said, are I two cornerstone pieces. I yeah, because this would either be the draft we say Cleveland messed up or hit on their picks. Yeah, they um <laughs> um the Browns. I I from what I, what I remember reading is they wanted to take. Baker at one and then say or no I mean Saquon at one and Baker at four and then when they heard that the uh the Giants like yeah Baker that, that, that was much. their plan that was their plan yeah, yeah. I, I had a feeling that had to be their plan and then when the and what's the to Giants, say the Jets so you think the Jets were all I mean to cut you off do you think the Jets were all in on Sam Donald or do you think they were yeah. in oh yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that, that was the only quarterback they wanted last year was Darnold. That, so that, that was the only that was the only like for sure pick that was going to happen basically. Oh, so the they Jets, were going to yeah. take them no matter what. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that um yeah cuz the one, once I think the the Browns uh once it got released that the Giants had moved up Baker over Josh Rosen in the draft and the uh uh and like their um draft board? like their yeah, on their draft board. That sorry, I, I blanked on it. Um, on their draft board, uh, that was when they were like, you know, we're taking Baker number one, and then we're gonna, you know, probably take a defensive player. And I guess they just ended up taking Ward. Um, but if, man, if they would have been able to get Baker and Saquon, that would have been ridiculous. Would have been disappointed the rest Chubb of the week. Been that bad for them. Chubb Rock. Man. <laughs> And they got Kareem Hunt coming through next season uh, after the suspension. But uh, yeah, any any other draft thoughts? Who did the, did the I was going to say the Cowboys drafted in the first round. They don't even have a first round pick, so I don't really care. <laughs> y'all going to draft, honestly? Do the who do you think the 49ers taking at two or do they trade back? I think they trade back. I think they. I don't take know. Bosa. I think they have. I think they take Nick Bosa because uh, Solomon Thomas hasn't done much and. Uh, you know, I think Nick Bosa is going to be special. And I feel as though if they trade back, if they trade back, they shouldn't trade back far enough. Who's, who's going to trade up for Nick Bosa? Though? Who's trading up, though? That's what I want. Who's yeah. trading possibly, up to? Possibly Oakland. Okay, I mean, I could, unless someone tries to trade up for, for Haskins. Like, like, I mean, if, if they try to trade up for just any any type of, like, you know, people reach all the time in a draft. Whether they this whether they true. reach for whether they reach for a quarterback or you know a, a running back like you know how people say the Giants did last year, but um, nah, no, I mean, no, you want to know who reached for a running back last year? The Seahawks. Oh man, shot Penny <laughs> in the first round. Yeah, that that was not a good pick. Don't run. I like I like I like I like him. But, I think they could have got him in the second round though. Oh, he he would have been there for sure. Wait, didn't they take Rashawn Penny over Sony Michelle? Yes, over Sony Michelle Geis. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> oh man, Carry on Johnson. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> but over guys. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I can't wait now, to see guys next year, though. Um, now, I can't but, wait like, to see guys flop next year. I w- I would. Nothing. Did you say guys flop? <laughs> I was playing. That was a joke. Sure, you can't wait to see Ruben Foster talented, man. attack Zeke in the backfield twice a year. <laughs> He's going to feel the pain. <laughs> he pain. Feel the pain. Shout out to my dad, man. I know he goes uh, in. Shout out to my dad. No, but um, I would like to see – the Giants really got to make a statement with this draft, man. We got – I think we have like 10 picks or something this year. We need We need really? to really make, make – I feel like we, if there's a way for y'all to trade her from 17, because I don't feel like most of the premier pass rushers are going to be there at 17. Like this this is a deep pass rushing draft, though. Yeah, like I, I can see us moving up, maybe like probably like five spots or so, like just to try to get like closer to the to like the top ten. Um, but we're, we're we're gonna go defense. We're not with that second pick. We got to go defense. Um, I mean, I think we're I think with our second round pick, we're probably gonna try to go lineman again. Uh, but with I think we're gonna try to trade up from that seventeenth spot and try to take uh take a defensive player. Whether it's a cornerback, linebacker, you know, probably more likely D-line. Um, but we're going to go defense with that second pick. Um, the only way that I would be okay with us taking a quarterback at 17 is if we get one of the – he has to be like a hit of a pick at number six on defense. And then – Like if, if John Allen falls down. Yeah, some, something like that. And then say we take like a – like Drew Lock at, at 17. I would be okay with taking Drew Lock at 17. That's probably the only quarterback I'd be okay with taking that late and him being like the intended pick. Mm, okay. Yeah. And I mean, that's just because obviously Haskins already said, you know, I wouldn't mind sitting behind Eli, you know, letting Eli get his last season out the way, all that stuff. You know, Drew Lock, he's going to come in. He, he doesn't have the same mechanics as Murray and, uh, and Haskins already have. So he would obviously be the backup. Um, but I like his uh, I like his raw his raw skills that he has already his talent. Um, he has a big arm. He he has he has solid accuracy, which he's been uh, improving. And you know he's he's just a big you know athlete, um, kind of lanky. 
but um, I think I think the Giants can work with him, um, and I think I think he'll learn from Eli, um, especially if he doesn't really pose a threat at the starting position as of as of draft night. Um, but I I just think the Giants got to hit this draft for sure. Yeah, most definitely. I think so. Uh, so before we go. I wanted to just talk. Uh, I wanted to talk about a couple of prospects. What do you guys think about DK Metcalf? I feel like he has a wide range to go in the draft. So do I. I feel like. I feel like he should go probably go twelve to the Packers, but like I feel like the latest he could go is twenty two, I believe, to the Ravens. He could even go later. It depends on what happens. I don't think he would go that late. Yeah, no, I think I, I he's going top twenty. For sure. Top 20. Yeah, I say top 20. I think the Redskins would even be tempted to take him at 15. So I kind of hope he Who's goes. Gonna I don't know. <laughs> you could guess as bad, as good as mine. <laughs> nah, um, no, remember, we were talking about this, though, Mike. I, I like I like DK, for sure. Um, I could see the Giants being stupid and drafting him if, if he's there at 17 or if they... Uh, that would be interesting. But, like, the only reason why I would think that would be stupid is because we literally had a top three receiver in the game before that, before we traded him. So, yeah, I just want to receive on a rookie deal, basically. And it's like, That's why did be. we sign him to trade him when you literally just said, when our GM literally just said, we didn't sign him to trade him. Oh, well, then guess what happened? We traded him. Um, for us to take a receiver in the first round would be ridiculous. Like, it... Honestly, like that would piss me off so much, and like it it, it makes no sense, like at all. Hmm. All right. So I got another question. Uh, I I want to go to both of you. Name a player that you guys are really really like enamored with, like a prospect that you guys really like. Doesn't necessarily have to get drafted by a team, but what's a prospect that Devin both White. of you guys like really like? All right. You said Devin White. Mm-hmm. So talk was, to me why. Oh man, that Devin White's amazing, dude. Like if you look at everything he can do, do you know who he, who he reminds me of? Who? Deion Jones. I was I, I I thought you were gonna say that. And you know you know how much I love Deion Jones. Like Deion Jones, that man's a baller, and I see Devin White panning out. You know I don't know if he's gonna be necessarily. Is was he as fast as him? Did you see that or no? Um, I think I he was. And, I don't and, he's, know. and he's a little bigger, right? I think he is a little so, bigger. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, if he, yeah. and I, I think that's going to be a scary combination if he, if he uh, pans out. Because you know me, I love linebackers, man. Love linebackers. Um, and I think, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to come in and make a huge impact. Just like, because me, you know, last year, I, last year, who was my linebacker that I loved, Raquan Smith. And, you know, he went in as soon as he was healthy with the Bears um, and made a huge impact on that defense, too. Um, I think I think Devin White has the same caliber to, uh, is, is going to be the same caliber of player. What about you, man? What about you, Bink? Uh, a prospect that I really like right now is Greedy Williams. Are you? You took. Wow. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Because his game against Ole Miss was great. I just I just love Greedy Williams as a prospect. Too bad your team can't draft him. Okay, we got a bunch. <laughs> best wide receiver in the league. It don't matter. Wait, what did you just say? Okay. Wait, first of all, first of all, if you guys had the first round pick, you guys wouldn't get him. Second of all, he's better than any corner on your roster currently. And third of all, what are you talking about? It was a joke. It was a joke. Okay. Oh man! Sure, sure. But but it's really Cowboy fans that think that Mark Cooper's a top three receiver, which is sad. Hey yo, hey yo, I got is, this. I got this, I got this question. I got this is question. It, for uh, is, is he top ten? If he's ten, if he's top ten, he's ten. Uh, Mark Cooper, yeah, for sure. If he's ten, he's ten. Or if he he's top ten, he's he's number ten. Maybe. You guys want to go over a list real quick? Yeah, I know you had something to say real quick, Z. What'd you have to say? Oh, I was gonna ask Beak. Bink, uh, who Bink. is going to be <laughs> my bad. I'm speaking. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I'm this question is going to crack me up. Hey, who's winning the Super Bowl this year, Bink? Oh, the Cowboys. Oh. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if we're being oh, serious, I, I honestly, I like the Rams. I like the Rams. 
The Rams to win the Super Bowl. Oh, that's We're being serious? I honestly like the Patriots. The Patriots. Hey, hey, yo, let's talk about this real quick. The Patriots have have six picks in the first three rounds. Yeah, that's, that's scary. scary. <laughs> that is scary, man. Whew. Oh, man. But uh, I'm enamored with Greedy Williams, too. I, oh, I love Greedy Williams, man. Honestly, I want the Redskins to, to drive Greedy Williams a trade back. Straight up. Do you think there's a way the Patriots could trade up with those six six picks in the first three rounds and take a quarterback? I think they could, but they, I don't think they will because the Patriots, they hoard draft picks. They love their picks. And I think somebody will fall to them or they'll find somebody they really, really like as a QB. If there was a quarterback to fall to them, I think it would be Daniel Jones. I could see that. But they may find someone later on like uh, Auburn's QB, maybe NC State's QB. I don't know. I don't know what they like, man. I really don't know. No one knows what they like. Yeah, so they, 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 they're going to surprise us. I always pay close attention to what teams like the Patriots do in the draft. But a team that, that that's going to Hurts for the draft is the Seahawks. They only have four draft picks. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. lucky for Sean Pitty last year. Man, they could have just traded back. <laughs> but uh, any any other draft stuff before we wrap up? Uh, I'm, I want to see what the Raiders do in the draft this year. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to see what they do. They got three first-round picks. I, I want to see that. I think they probably have to go. They have to go defense. I feel like two of those picks have to go to defense. And then maybe either running back or receiver for the look to run the third one. I want to see if they get could get Hollywood Brown. You know, you know who I could see the sorry to bring this up again. You know who I could see the Patriots drafting actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, who? Will Greer. I could see that too. Yeah, I was thinking of that. I, I I could see it. Um, I think just because he's you know he he's he's very very raw, and um, I think you know I think uh, the Patriots are gonna want to work with that. And pretty much just give, you know, Brady time to where, you know, Jimmy G was already ready to take over. Facts. And, you know, Brady, he ain't trying to uh, retire no time soon, which is crazy yeah. to say. But he you has know. no plans on retiring. He said he can play until he's 45. Yep. Yeah. And he's, what, 41 right now? So. Yeah, I, I, I could see him playing another two to three seasons, you know. Same. And, then, um, and, you know, Jimmy which G was going to. still wasn't gonna, crazy to uh, say. Yeah, and uh, and Jimmy G wasn't gonna have that. I think Will Greer is like the, one of the perfect prospects. Him and and like you guys said, Daniel Jones is probably gonna be the two prospects that are, are, are that are gonna be willing to wait until Brady's done. You know. Agree. And last thing I want to bring up is, I feel like this is gonna be an interesting draft for the Packers as well. They got two first round picks, one at twelve and one at thirty. Hmm. Totally agree with that one. They got what? Who's pick? They got the who's pick is Saints that? Picks. Saints, Saints, Saints pick because they yeah. traded up to get um that, that Marcus Davenport. Yeah, yeah, Marcus Davenport. I honestly um, thought when they traded up, I honestly thought that was Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I thought it, I thought they were taking the QB for sure. Do you think they would let Taysom Hill take over at QB once Drew Brees is retired? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Hey, yo, Mike, so about the, the Devin White and uh, Deion Jones. So they're the same height. Deion Jones is – or uh, he ran – Deion Jones ran his 40 in a 4.59. Devin White ran his in a 4.42. Um, yeah, so he's – yeah, he's got a little bit of speed on him. And <laughs> Devin White – A little bit. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, mean, I, I meant on Deion Jones. Hey, yo, don't. LSU middle linebackers are fast. Oh my uh, goodness, Juan Alexander. And, and coming into the draft, uh, or when he ran that, um, he had about twenty pounds on Deion Jones too, and he was faster. So Devin White, <laughs> Devin White, ladies and gentlemen, keep an eye out for that name. So I have a I have a question about Devin White though. What's up? So I believe he's probably going to go to the Buccaneers at five. Do you think it would have been better if they kept Quan Alexander and had him playing next to Devin White? Well, you, you think, think wait, you think Quan Devin Alexander? White's gonna go that high? Yeah, I do. Ooh, um, I could see, I could see, I could see him going. If if he's gonna go that high, I could see him going to the Bucks. Um, 
They have holes everywhere though, but I think he's yeah. gonna go. To the um, I honestly aren't they one of the teams that are like uh, like predicted to trade back? Aren't, I, I, I don't know because like they like you know like they said they want to like uh like harbor picks and get like just you know so they can fill a bunch of holes this draft. Um, but I mean, Quan Alexander, I really like him. Um, I think he he hasn't made the leaps that uh, the uh, the Bucks were wanting him to make, and a part of that was uh, was injuries. Correct? Was he he had injury a few injuries? Yeah, and, he did. Uh, yeah, have a few injuries. And that kind of harbor uh, that kind of slowed down his uh, his development a little bit. And I think that's why I think the Bucks were just ready to move on. Um, but assuming they do take a defensive player, I could see them going Devin White. Assuming they don't trade back. The only other place I would like to see Devin White is in is with Atlanta. That'll be crazy. I want to see what Atlanta's gonna do. I think they may go Ed Oliver or Greedy Woods if Ed Oliver falls all the way to them. But Atlanta's in an interesting spot. But uh, anything else you guys want to add before I wrap up? No, I'm good. All right. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. I had another hour-long episode. But uh, if you if you got all the way this far, you're the greatest. I really appreciate it. But I appreciate everybody that tunes in. Uh, whether you listen to the first day I drop it, second, third day, even a week later after I drop an episode. Or even if you're new to Curry in the Pot, I'm Mike Curry. And uh, I love to talk about sports. I talk about sports all the time in my daily, regular life. But I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, yeah, I want to thank Zeke and Bink for coming on. You can check uh, Bink out at uh, Dad and G Sports Show on YouTube. You can check that out. And uh, my boy Zeke, man, he knows a lot about sports. He even has a, a second Twitter to talk about sports, Sports Freak Zeke. So I want to thank you guys again for coming on. Thank you for having me. Right. Thanks, Mike. Always a pleasure, man. Anybody? Y'all, y'all want to make any shout outs? Y'all want to shout out anybody? All right, guess not. <laughs> Shout out the Cowboys. We're making the Super Bowl. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I shouldn't even ask that question. But, uh, yeah. I want to thank everybody for listening. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 84 is done. 85 will be a draft special. So make sure y'all tune in to that. Again, this is episode number 84. Mike Curry signing out. Peace. <laughs>